Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSP Magazine. Let's face it, the future is now. We're living in a connected cyber society, and we need to stop ignoring it or pretending that it's not affecting us. Join us as we explore how humanity arrived at this current state of digital reality and what it means to live amongst so much technology and data. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. BugCrowd's award-winning platform combines actionable contextual intelligence with the skill and experience of the world's most elite hackers to help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com. Devo unlocks the full value of machine data for the world's most instrumented enterprises. The Devo Data Analytics Platform addresses the explosion in volume of machine data and the crushing demands of algorithms and automation. Learn more at devo.com. Here we go. Bruce, do you have a joke for me today? Okay. Well, you know, we're, uh, we're going to be calling this podcast, uh, what, a cell, a silicone, and a uh, carbon walk into a bar. So I, I am here in a bar. Well, at least a virtual well, bar. Oh, God, I didn't notice yeah. that. I should have paid yeah. more attention. There you go. And I have a coffee here. So Excellent. I wasn't prepared, but I guess I was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, I, I have a glass of water, which is not quite a drink. Well, I mean, it is a drink, technically, so, it is. Uh, so I'm, I'm prepared. Um, so yeah, I guess one of the things that we're going to try to answer with this podcast is, you know, a cell, carbon, and silicon walk into a bar, what they say. And so we'll see if we can come up with an answer, you know, now or in the future. I mean, my initial answer is maybe they eat each other. but uh, <laughs> Funny story. Yeah. It's, it's not a joke. It's true. I actually mm -hmm. came up with this idea of the name asking directly to that person there, if uh, we want to call it person or entity, uh, which mm -hmm. is uh, ChatGPT. So in a way, as we were saying before we started, if it is on the Internet, it must be true. It must be true. You know, in fact, <laughs> I, I use chat GDP to, to make all my life decisions. You know, <laughs> I, I said, you know, it, it, when, when I wake up in the morning, I said, chat, chat GTP, should I stay in bed or, or should I actually get up and do something and, and, uh, you know, see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I, I then we will explain what we're about to do here, but I, I'm actually having great conversation with the chat GPT. I am, I don't know, I found a way to be open-minded and uh, throw some curveballs, some really weird questions, uh, asking to impersonate some famous uh, character like Carl Sagan, for example. And, uh, and it's, it's interesting. I, I'm having a good time. And then I, I, I actually write this stuff and I put it on a new newsletter. So there you have it. I'm yep. working with it. Yeah, no, it, can, it can be effective. It can also miss the mark. Uh, you know, we um, I recently co-chaired a, a meeting at NIH, you know, National Institutes of Health on multi-scale modeling. It's uh, 
It's the IMAG Consortium, which stands for Intra Agency Modeling Analysis Group, I believe. I'm very bad with acronyms, so I can never tell. Oh, I, I'm not good at it either. Yeah. But uh, it's really, you know, to cover different areas of multi-scale modeling that are being done. And so we actually checked with ChatGDP to come up with like an image for the poster. And the results <laughs> were not so great. <laughs> so uh, there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, but, you know, it's interesting. I, you know, of course, naturally, people are using it more and more. Um, and speaking of the NIH, they did issue... Um, I, I'm not sure if we can use the word warning or something like that. They, they indicated that, you know, when it comes to like grant reviews or reviewing proposals, reviewers are not supposed to use chat GTP to do that. Uh, and then, you know, that's a, that's a real risk uh, in, in all honesty, that people are going to start using chat GTP to write things or do like too many things that humans want to do. Uh, you know, there's talk about like using chat GTP to uh, write science pieces and those things. And, you know, there, there's, You've seen those reports where people say they asked ChatGDP to write something that sounds very sciencey, but is actually not accurate. So we've got to be kind of careful about those types of things. Yeah, it's it's a tool, and uh, and I think especially when it comes to writing academic paper, research paper, hiring people, making financial mm -hmm. decision for other, you better actually verify <laughs> that whatever yeah. come up, it's it's good. So it's good to have it. Good, great tool. Not sure about what to do. And I'm sure, though, that we will talk a lot about this topic in the future. But uh, maybe we should reveal the intention here because we have, for the next few months, we had so much fun with our first chat, which mm -hmm. wasn't GPT, it was our own chat, that we decided to do it again. And yep. uh, because we had no idea about what, we kept it pretty, pretty wide. And the first idea was... 30 minutes with Bruce, because you write a lot. And then, of course, we'll do a little bit of an introduction about yourself, which I will let you do. And um, and then, you know, maybe the joke about silicon carbon and a cell walk into a bar, because often it's going to be, and again, we'll learn why, uh, because it will be probably about healthcare, technology, data science. And with me, it's going to go in society. There's no doubts about it. So um, let's do that. Let's introduce you, and then uh, then you tell us what's going on, what you wrote about uh, in the okay. past week or so. Yeah, that's that sounds good to me. Um, shall I introduce myself, or so I do stay completely or, or chat chat GPT <laughs> if you want. See what 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 that said about you. <laughs> yeah, gee, I wonder what would happen if you put Bruce Lee into uh, Chat GTP. I wonder what it would turn out. I will uh, do it and let you know. Actually, I'm writing a note right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I always add the uh, initial Y, uh, Bruce Wiley, because rumor has it there's been other people named Bruce Lee, but uh, that's mm. that's purely rumor. Um, but yeah, so I'm a, I'm a professor at City University of New York. Um, I also run a center there called the CAT Center, which stands for Center of Advanced Technology and Communication and Health. Um, and uh, so we do a lot of work in developing different types of computer algorithms, AI stuff, modeling stuff uh, to address health and healthcare issues. Um, you know, I've also started companies that do um, computer work and AI work. Uh, and another hat of mine is uh, I do a lot of uh, journalism. So I cover health and healthcare and science for Forbes. Uh, I also have a um, column, Psychology Today, and I've written for other 
outlets like New York Times, um, Guardian, etc. Uh, so you know, just try to keep myself out of trouble uh, or in trouble, depending on what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'm very interested in the convergence between uh, science, health, technology, because that's that's the future, or that's actually the present. I mean, there's so mm. much crossover amongst those things. Um, yeah. And I, you know, we talked about cells, uh, carbon, silicon, that covers a lot of different things. You know, of course, if you're not a carbon-based and not a cell-based organism, maybe that's, maybe this podcast is not for you, but if you do have cells <laughs> and, do, and are carbon-based, uh, we'll probably talk about something that's relevant to you, right? Yeah, and the fun thing is uh, that I have absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about because I trust you. I, mm -hmm. I trust that, and I know that you write really relevant pieces, and uh, you are quite funny. I think you have a really interesting way to put things out there, like you know, a little bit of humor. I heard that somebody may not appreciate that, but you know, that's social media for you. Not all the time we can please everybody. But uh, I, I'm excited to have this, you know, the, literally the question is uh, what made you think the most in the past 10 days and, you know, what, what have you done? And then eventually we, we talk about that. So what, what, is, what is kicking the gears for Bruce in these days? Well, I, I, th I thought we'd used this whole time to keep playing that uh, baby shark song over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, that's what I intended to do. You know, I have it all set up. Um, I actually wrote about um, a baby shark toy recall last week. Um, uh, you know, there's this, this uh, shark toy with a very sharp fin, and that fin can impale you. It's a it's a it's a bath <laughs> toy. So there's a recall for that. And you know, typically when you take a bath, your goal is not to be impaled usually. So um, so that. That came to mind, and then I then the baby shark song came to mind, and then I couldn't get that baby <laughs> shark song out of my head. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's one of the things that happened over this past week. So one of my that's a good start. That's a good start. Song in their heads. Yeah, and it's a good start. I think the yeah. who who in hell thought about um, that was a good idea. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we see a lot of situations where, um, you know, you, you yeah, you, a, a sharp thing in, in bath water uh, with kids is usually not a good, good idea. Um, so, so that, that's triggered a voluntary recall. The uh, Consumer Protection Agency I might be saying their, their, their name wrong, but uh, the U.S. Computer, uh, Consumer Protection Safety Commission, I believe is their official name, uh, issued that announcement that the company had had, you know, to their credit, had a voluntary recall. Uh, so that's one of the things that I wrote about um, uh, about a week ago. Um, yeah, not a great idea. So one of the things to be careful about is, you know, you all always want to check recall and use. That's something that you want to keep an eye on um, because, you know, you might have products and those types of things that are sitting around your house or your apartment uh, that are actually subject to a recall. Uh, and that's, that's that's something that not everyone thinks about. Um, and that's going to be increasingly an issue, I think, you know, especially since products get more and more complex. I mean, we talk about technology, right? Yeah, you've got apps and all these different types of things going on. And many times the assumption is that they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. 
Um, and I think things are going to get more complex because if you, if you look at, uh, you know, if you, if you order a ball and you see a ball and it's shaped like a cube, you're like, okay, this is not a ball. I'm going to return this. Um, or, you know, you, you know, to call someone, but things get more complex when you get technology. Uh, and we, you know, we tend to forget, I think many times there's an assumption that if we get an app or we get some type of technology that it's been fully vetted that people actually mm -hmm. have looked at it and said, okay, yeah, this actually works. You know, that's an issue that we talked about with chat GTP. We assume that the answers are going to make sense and, you know, make reasonable scientific factual sense. Um, but, you know, I've, I think anyone who's delved into it realize that, realizes that, yeah, many times it does make sense, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, and I think the same is true with a lot of the technologies out there. We've got to just be a little bit careful. We shouldn't be afraid of technology, but we should realize that like anything, you know, is it, has it been tested? Uh, is it doing what you're actually, is it doing what it says that it's supposed to be doing? Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's one of those things that will be an increasing issue and, in, 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 in coming years, uh, you know, how do you actually test these things? How do you make sure they actually uh, are validated? Yeah, yeah so th there are certain um, area that you know you can be you know, quite certain that everybody has done the best they could to approve it. FDA, uh, obviously, um, electronic device for health, either it may be for diabetes or pacemakers or all of that. But then, and we had this conversation a lot in cybersecurity. When it comes to IoT, you put the cheapest camera in your in your baby uh, room or even in your bedroom, which is never a good idea to put a camera yeah. in your bedroom unless there are other reasons for that. But don't connect to the internet because you don't know who else is going to come and watch whatever happened. And of course, yeah, you know, I can't, I can't imagine what could possibly go wrong by putting. <laughs> no. Camera in the yeah. bedroom and hooking up the internet. What, what could possibly go wrong with that? Especially when there is a website called Shogun out there, which can find every open <laughs> cameras in the world. So, but yeah. we don't need to go there. But I guess my point is, people—it's where you were going. People expect if it's on the shelf or on the virtual shelf on Amazon or whatever, somebody must have said, "Hey, this is this is good. This is not going to hurt you." But this is not the case, right? Um, yeah. Why do you think we we're there? We trust the market too much. I don't know. Yeah, I think this is something that that's not often not really thought about because you know you you look at you know like the FDA you mentioned or some of these regulatory agencies they actually only regulate certain things. So if something is mm -hmm. a medication, like officially a medication, then it has to go through all these different types of approvals. You have to go through preclinical studies, you know, animal studies and then clinical studies. And so there's a whole line of, of approvals. Uh, um, and, 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 you know, I want to emphasize vaccines fall in that category. Kind of those claims on uh, social media that all vaccines haven't gone through clinical trials. You know, they go through clinical trials too. So all those things, like if it's officially considered a vaccine or medication or, or a medical device, then it has to go through all these different types of standards. But the same is not true when something's a supplement or something is, uh, you know, doesn't fall into one of those categories. And many times you can just emphasize, you know, there's there's fine print that says, oh, you know, this is not, not a device or this is not a medication or what have you. And then suddenly it doesn't actually fall uh, 
under the FDA jurisdiction or may not fall under other types of jurisdictions. So uh, that's many times not thought of. And then many times, you know, when it comes to technology, it's great that technology is moving forward very quickly, but that can also outpace, uh, you know, I mean, we saw that with with uh, with social media, right? So, social media, all kinds of things happen on social media, and people are still trying to figure out what to actually do with it. You know, you want to strike a balance. You don't want to have a situation where things are just completely restricted, constrained. You don't want you don't want to constrain innovation, but at the same time, you know, you want to make sure that the public is informed, uh, right. that they actually know what's behind something. So. Yeah, so this is an interesting territory. I think if you are a consumer, you need to be aware. You know, you need to make be realize that you have to do the, the right things to protect yourself. Right, and and it comes to that. Even when you go to the grocery store and you're buying something, like I'm mentioning this because one of the things that discussed in the cybersecurity industry was, can we actually label these electronics that are IoT? to say, look, this is the amount of carbs you have in there. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, I'm, I'm joking here. And yep. this is what is good for you, but for you. So, you, you know, make then your own decision, which it's mm-hmm. a complex decision. I don't even know how many people know exactly, you know, how many carbs are good for you or what is the bad uh, cholesterol, the good cholesterol. So yep. it seems to me that we kind of end up giving the last word to the public, and I don't want to sound like, you know, uh, negative on this, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think the public most often say, I don't want to know. I just want to have somebody that tells me it's okay. So yeah. we, we find ourselves in this loop that is not probably is only good for the business because there is a lot of gray areas there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I, I yeah, I want to emphasize that there's there's many people who are developing technology and new stuff that are very well meaning and they, they go through, you know, make sure things are tested and validated and et cetera. And uh, you know, technology is really helping society in many different ways. The challenge is there are people who maybe unconsciously overlook certain things. Uh, and then of course they're the bad players, right? They're the people yeah. who try to fool people and those things like that. You know, the charlatans, the snake mm-hmm. oil salespeople, every industry is going to have people like that. Um, so how do you strike the balance between, you know, you don't want to quash innovation and you don't want to restrict mm. the people who are doing well-meaning work. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we've seen that in certain industries where things are just too, like, there's no room to do anything. Um, but at the same time, you've got the snake oil folks. So you've got to strike a balance. And, you know, one, of the, one I think one of the balances is, is trying to give the consumer transparency, you know, yeah. trying to help them say, okay, what's really actually in this? So, yeah. And so definitely education. Education yeah. is always the big, the big factor. And, you know, and, and education is not just going to school or taking a course. It's actually reading um, papers and articles and listening to to qualify people. Although again, uh, a lot of people that said they're qualified, they may not. So we need to check their labels too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, uh, you know, we, we can, we can come up with all kinds of, you know, we see a lot of buzzwords and things like that. And sometimes people will use these buzzwords without really actually knowing what they actually mean. Right. So Mm -hmm. I, I've, um, I remember someone asked me, Oh, uh, can you AI this? 
I was like, oh, I didn't realize AI became a verb, you know? So, uh, you know, I think I'm going to AI the heck out of it. So, oh, um, you know, so, so people use AI and, 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 but you don't always know what AI means. You know, you don't realize that artificial intelligence really encompasses, you know, anytime you, you use a computer to replicate something that a human brain normally does. Right. And that, that's, that can cover many different things, you know, that, I can make a, I can develop a program that flips a coin, you know, it's just <laughs> coin, flip a coin, flip a coin. That's technically AI, right? Because yeah. it's doing mm -hmm. something with a which a human brain mm -hmm. can do, but that's not going to be the best way to answer or make a decision. Or maybe it is, <laughs> depending on what you're trying to decide upon. Uh, so we have to keep in mind when you just right. say something like that, it can mean so many different things. Yep. Yep. I love that. I mean, hey, we made Google a verb. Let me Google yep. this, so yeah. I, I can totally see AI that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's 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 when you know that you've arrived, right? When you've actually become a verb. Uh, so um, that could be a goal in life for for you to actually become a verb. So, so Bruce, I mean, I know you're really busy, always doing a lot of things, and as you said on your website, not necessarily in the order that you list it. I guess yep. you list things in a, in a different way <laughs> according to what catch your attention. So um, I think we want to, we could talk about maybe something else that you, that you have uh, catch your attention or you have worked on uh, in the past couple of weeks. And, um, and then we, we, we will see how we can get to the next episode where if it is in a month from now, I cannot even imagine how many more things are gonna happen in technology, because a month in technology is is a century somewhere else. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, things are changing at breakneck speed. Um, you know, it's it's uh, the computer applications in health, healthcare, and different areas are, are continuing to grow. Uh, you know, we've we've had conversations over the past. You know, I, I mentioned that we had this multi-scale modeling. Um, right meeting uh, at the NIH, uh, which, which I co-chaired, <clears throat> along with some, you know, great scientists, folks who have done all kinds of fascinating work in different areas of health. And when I say multi-scale modeling, it basically means, you know, building computer models that really cut across different scale scales. So, so speaking about, you know, a cell, a silicon, a carbon, <laughs> well, of course, you know, that's really the basic level, but then, you know, you've got things at an organ level, things at a person level, things at a, you know, group level, social connection level, things at environmental, economic level, all those different types of levels. And one thing that's overlooked is that all these things that actually connect with each other, right? So, you know, we, we, we like to think of ourselves of like, oh, I'm my own person. I do whatever I want, et cetera. But we were actually really influenced by a lot of different things. We're actually influenced by the people that we hang out with, uh, either voluntarily or involuntarily, right? You know, we've got our friends, our coworkers, people see, we see on the street, people in the neighborhood, uh, et cetera. So they all affect what we do and we affect what they do. And we're affected by our environment, uh, you know, both the physical environment and the natural environment, which unfortunately, as you've probably heard, has gotten is getting hotter. You know, we hit mm -hmm. record over the past couple of days. Um, and then we're also affected by economics. And that's one of the things that, you know, this at this meeting we talked about is 
how do you develop different types of computer algorithms and approaches that really account for all those different types of connections? Because there is a tendency to stay within one scale, right? So, you know, we all talk about like siloing when it comes to science and different types of areas. Uh, I remember, I remember I got this uh, career advice um, years ago from someone that says, you know, the way to the way to succeed in health is to pick one body part or one <laughs> disease and do nothing but that for the rest of your life. I was like, I can't pick a body part. And he was, he was like, oh, it's simple. What's your favorite body part? And I'm like, I kind of like all of them. <laughs> you, don't, you, know, you don't sit there and say, I'd be fine if I were just one body part. All right. So, um, so I actually said, well, that's not really for me. I'm actually interested in how things connect and uh, with each other. And because they, they do connect. Mind you, we do need people who go real deep. We need people who go real mm. deep and you know, study something very deeply. But I think at the same time, we also need people who connect different things. Uh, and I think that's really key when it comes to technology. Uh, technology needs to understand and, and really adapt and address the fact that things are connected. So sometimes you'll see apps out there that say, you know, do this for your health. And it really just focuses on one thing, like one thing it doesn't really take into account that well i'm actually you know affected by all these things in society around me so so there is a need for different types of approaches to really account for these different types of connections and that's one of the things that we covered during this meeting and this is you know part of a consortium that you know meets throughout the year and and you know finds ways to work together and sort of develop these multi-scale approaches um, and I think that's that's one of the things that we have to keep in mind going forward when it comes to the development of these different types of technology approaches. We can't just, you know, keep siloed. It's not it's not as simple as just focusing on one thing. Well, it's really interesting, and uh, I have about I don't know three hundred and fifty questions right now in my head. Okay. Some are related to technology, meaning the the computer power to run this kind of complexity. Right, because when you were starting to talk about it, I'm thinking like, well, yes, we'd like to think in compartment and it makes our life easier. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I got it cold because I walk outside with with the wet hair, like that. What mm -hmm. my grandmother would say, and you know, the world is simple like that. There's no virus. There is no other things going around. Yeah. Then when we come to technology, I'm thinking like the complexity and the power of computing that we need to, to run. I mean, last time when we talked the first time on the podcast, we are talking about the, the pandemic and, and not just this pandemic, but other pandemic and what are we going to do with all this data? So that that's one of the question. And the other one is like, it's more like a duh with a question mark, which is everything is connected. It doesn't take really a genius to do that. I, I used to watch this uh, documentaries about the planet. I mean, the moment you go in space, you realize that literally the butterfly effect is, is real. Uh, you know, like the, the, the fertilization of certain part of, of South America are done by sand that come from Africa. So we're all one thing. So yeah. what is your take on both angles? Like one is 
the power of the mind, human, carbon, and the other is the power of silicon. Are mm -hmm. we getting to a point that we can really do this scale complexity? Yeah, I think, you know, that's the real promise of technology. So technology is especially good when doing things that either take humans too long to do, right? Or it's difficult for a single human to do things. So, and one of these things is figuring out a lot of these different types of complex connections. So if you, you know, if you go out and say, you know, I'm going to push a chair and you see the chair move, pretty straightforward. I push the chair, it moves, right? But then when you start adding the secondary, tertiary, quaternary, et cetera, effects, then it's difficult to figure out. And, you know, we've seen situations where, like, the weather, uh, you know, speaking of the weather, again, want to emphasize <laughs> that we hit the hottest global temperatures, July 3rd and then July 4th, right? Complex, mm -hmm. all of these complex things happen because of that. You know, we've got wildfires happening in, in Canada because of the drier underbrush and those things like that. We have changes in sort of storm centers and those things like that. That's very complex. Can you imagine trying to figure this out without computers? I think like a century ago, what did people really do? People went outside and say, okay, it looks like it's going to rain because it's getting darker. Or mm -hmm. something's up because the cows, they're doing something funny out there, <laughs> right? So that's how people figure it out, you know, what's happening in the weather. And, you know, you can figure out what might happen over the next half hour, hour or so. Uh, but then, like, going beyond that, that's really difficult. I, I know they had, like, the farmer's almanac and stuff like that. But how much could you really figure out? Right. What really was the big game changer was the fact that then you at some point fifties in nineteen sixties you started having computers that were able to bring all these things together, and now we take it for granted. We go on, we see a weather map, so we take it for granted that you know we see these storm centers some, and or we take it for granted that someone can actually tell us that look a hurricane's moving towards uh, this thing, and that's all technology. Computers do all that type of stuff, so there is precedence for bringing all these things together. Um, you know, and I can name a number of other fields where that's happened. Um, so, so yes, you can do that. Now, the computing has also been catching up as well because it used to be, what you know, a computer meant like one of the big mainframes or you know, right. Commodore sixty four for people who are old enough to realize what that was. <laughs> but now you've got the same type of computing power, you know in the palm of your hand that was that you had before. And then now you've got things like quantum computing that yeah, can right. do all sorts. So, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, it's exciting about what can actually happen. So we shouldn't necessarily limit ourselves to what we thought was like, you know, the constraints before, because all that stuff is changing. Mm. And maybe we, we end up with, with my other observation about, how human handle complexity because mm -hmm. based on you know sociology and psychology a lot of people prefer to know that things are black or white uh, it's good or bad somebody's yep. telling that and that's the book and i move on with my life in peace with myself the truth is there's a lot of gray <laughs> and a lot of different other colors and mm -hmm. and sometimes i i don't know i mean i feel like with all the tech that we have, we're still 
we'd rather say to deny this and and live your simple simple life without understanding the power that you actually have in your computer in your phone yep so i remember what? distinctly you know uh, a number of years ago um a, a patient came to my clinic I'm a, I'm a physician by training and um i was trying to explain the different types of options say oh you know if you uh the patient had a mm -hmm. condition i said you can do this you can do this and this is what these are the pros and cons these are the pros and cons and the patient said doc don't tell me the options just tell me what to do <laughs> and don't tell me why just tell me what to do yeah. um and so no, no pressure on you right <laughs> yeah and you know that's not my inclination because i feel that like you know a decision when someone makes a decision it should be a personal decision like they should yeah. you know i i can give the options i can say okay you know these are different possibilities but you know there's things which people weigh things in different ways when they're making a decision mm -hmm. so things are not yeah they're not black and white um and there's subtleties and there are risks and things that you want to balance. Uh, but yeah, there's a tendency. You, you go onto social media and the number of times where I see all, never, you know, always, mm. you know, words like that, uh, or, you know, there are two ways of doing this. There's the right way and the wrong way, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, and mm -hmm. that can be comforting, right? That, that people, that gives people a, a certainty. Right. They're like, OK, it's always like this. I never have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. There's very few things in this in life. that are always right. I mean, avocado toast is always good. But besides <laughs> that, there's no other right. always there. Uh, so, yeah, there's gray. There's lots of gray out there and we've got to get used to that. Um, but you're absolutely right. It, it can be comforting to say things are always a certain way. Well, it's it's like social media. It's your only yeah. option is you say nothing or you like it, or if you're on yeah. YouTube, maybe you can not like it or like it. But what if I'm in between? Can I can I get like kind of like Caligula's and Nero, like at the Colosseum, where I can position my my finger yeah, on yeah, scale yeah. from from one to ten, and where you know five is kind of not good enough, but six starting to get okay. Yeah, much. or they, yeah. they put an eyebrow that you can raise up and down. <laughs> right. Or like or a thinking like... face, which is my favorite emoji, by the way. Yeah. Well, yeah. talking about thinking, Bruce, uh, I, I think this is exactly what I expected. A good conversation mm -hmm. about a lot of different things that no matter what they do, come around in technology and uh, and, uh, and society and, uh, and uh, healthcare. Because I don't know, that's what I like, and seems to me that's what you like as well. So uh, I'm, I'm glad that we're starting this series, which we haven't really mentioned, except that we have scheduled a few sessions here. But the, the idea is once a month we get together. I mean, we get together more because we should also say that we are part of the Mentor Project, and we're very, very proud of that. Uh, fantastic organization. I'll put the link in this uh, in this podcast note as well. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what technology is moving because I'm sure in a month from now, there's going to be, I don't know, maybe a new social media. Well, no, that just happened today, which is um, not that yep. different from the other one. We'll see where that goes. And, uh, and maybe ChatGPT will be up to, I don't know, 5.0. We'll see. 
don't know. Yeah, Bruce, new, I'm very, very glad that you did your own with me. So, yeah. Yeah, new, new social media is an interesting thread, so to speak. So. <laughs> yeah, we could totally talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not today, though. Let's give it a break mm -hmm. to, to the audience and uh, thank everybody. Again, thank you, Bruce. I'm looking forward for the next session. And for everybody else, just uh, check out all the links for Bruce and all his, the thing that he does and the articles will be on the note. Uh, subscribe to Redefining Society podcast so that you will not miss the, the next one. And uh, be well. And uh, yeah, watch the weather. See what's going on out there. Yep, gotta gotta uh, keep cool in this heat. So it's always stay cool, but especially in this heat. So and that's the advice. Yep. Follow it. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. See you next time. Thank you, Bruce. All right. Bye, everyone. Devo unlocks the full value of machine data for the world's most instrumented enterprises. The Devo Data Analytics Platform addresses the explosion in volume of machine data and the crushing demands of algorithms and automation. Learn more at devo.com. BugCrowd's award-winning platform combines actionable contextual intelligence with the skill and experience of the world's most elite hackers to help leading organizations identify and fix vulnerabilities, protect customers, and make the digitally connected world a safer place. Learn more at bugcrowd.com. Black Cloak provides concierge cybersecurity protection to corporate executives and high net worth individuals to protect against hacking, reputational loss, financial loss, and the impacts of a corporate data breach. Learn more at blackcloak.io. We hope you enjoyed this episode of if you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.